You're listening to the Karma Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Karma Crusaders and Undercover Cape. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Well, everybody, it's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Karma Crusaders Podcast. I appreciate you tuning in and hanging out with me today as we talk to another amazing independent creator. I mean, homie here, you guys have no idea. He's a graphic designer, videographer, illustrator. He's a one-man band of comics. I kid you not, yo. He's a one-man army, a one-man force. The one and only Mr. Matt Bataglia. What's going on, kiddo? How you Hello. Doing? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, hey. Very excited to be here. Man, I give him this big announcement. He's like, "Oh shit, yeah. you, you are." He's like, "Damn you, loud Al, calm down, no, calm down." I'm, I'm from, I'm, I'm, I'm from Jersey. I'm Italian. I can deal with loud noises. Hey, you know how it is. <laughs> you know what's popping. Excellent, kiddo. Yeah, man. Thanks, for, thanks for hanging out with me today, man. I'll talk about the greatness of everything you do. Specifically, this new project you got out here. You know, Ghost of the Carousel. You know, Dauntless Stories. I mean, this joint looks like amazing fire art story wise we're going to get into that in a little bit of course we want to know about you matt i mean so tell us where, where you og from uh I'm, I'm from jersey um and i grew up uh right in the town next to where the uh, joe kubert school is so uh i grew up with that that resource uh right right nearby um, hey word did, yeah. did you attend it uh, I didn't go to like college there, but I did. They used to have like a, um, I'm sure they still do. They have a, uh, like a Saturday morning sketch class for kids and that kind of runs through high school. And so I used to do that, you know, oh, usually cool. over the summers. So, um, so that was sort of like, through, I, I always had, uh, that as like my, you know, it wasn't where I first found comics, but like that was certainly, uh, always, a you know, Knowing that that existed and 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 uh, um, seeing like comics like professionally like that it existed like that was was uh, inspiring as a kid. Did you meet anyone cool that you aware of at uh, that time? I was aware of the Cuberts. Um, okay. In high school, I had um, uh, um, well, she's doing her own um, comics now, um, Emma. Huber. she's got an image comic that she was doing um but she was she was uh in my youngest sister's grade and so okay uh i remember when i got some uh some joe comics that i bring them in and be like hey uh could you bring those to your home to your grandpa and see if we'll sign them for me <laughs> <laughs> um so so that was always uh it was it was cool that that existed um for me uh fernando ruiz was one of the teachers there uh he used to draw archie comics and i know he does a bunch of Kickstarter projects and so um i also knew um tom mandrake's daughter i went to high school with as well and so again and and tom and jan both draw you know plenty of comics and so oh i know I got a dope Tom Mandrake uh, bloodshot. Okay. A Valiant bloodshot. He goes, no one ever asked me to draw that. I agree. Um, I'm happy to present the challenge. Let's do it. And he kicked ass on that mother. Let me tell you. Yeah. I mean, he's – so uh, it was – that was always cool that I kind of grew up around all these people who are um, great, amazing comic book artists. And so, it, you know, having – 
seeing that it's a possible thing was always a nice reassuring, I guess. So what was your actual first taste, you know, of like, you know, getting, falling in love, if you will, with fandom, with the fandom, every, every uh, type of the fandom? The, the Transformers comics. Um, hey, I think I got a, like, a, you know, the, the Bumblebee toy and then eventually got one of the comics. And so that Transformers Generation 2 run that they did. Well, I remember one had, had the full. The, the, yeah. The the, not, your father's, uh, not your father's Autobot. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was. So those were some of my first comics, and those, That's like, cool. left a very lasting impression. Because those ones were awesome. Um, you know, like, all of the Autobot, like, in that issue alone, like, you've got them all, like, dropping out of, like, uh, They've got the gigantic machine guns and stuff. It just was so over-the-top action comic that, uh, you know, it was mind-blowing, especially when your comparison point was the cartoon, which was not that. <laughs> but, and I mean, it, even that. the first-generation one had its its stories. I mean, it was yep. star storytelling. The Autobots weren't these, you know, like winners as we saw in the, in the cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> your, your heart gets I, – I, I also got that one where the – it's got the cover with Shockwave, and it says "Are All Dead" on the on the oh, wall behind it. I, I love that cover. I got that one, you know, before I think probably before I saw the the before I saw the the animated movie where they kill Optimus Prime. Yeah. But like, you're kind of um, desensitized if you read the comics because like Prime like loses his head within the first five issues or something. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, man. They're all it's dead. Yeah, yeah. So, so even Megatron goes missing for a yeah. minute, you know, and comes back. I have that issue, the return of Megatron. I love okay. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so that was sort of my first, you know, fandom, I guess. And then, uh, and then from there, it was just sort of I would grab like random assorted issues that were lying around usually, and uh, so I have you know a bunch of random X Men comics from the nineties. Um, uh, I also had like. Um, Found a bunch of like old RoboCop comics. Like I have, you know, uh, um, the Walt Simonson ones. Uh, no, well, yeah, I have a Walt Simonson one. I have a couple of the John Paul Leon ones oh. that he did, and it's it's it, it must have been early, early in his career because his style is completely different on those books than it, what he eventually became. Um, so those were all like random, just comics that I used to that I just kind of pieced together from. I guess my grandpa would take me to the comic book shop and get. That's a good grandpa. Of, yeah. So was it was a grandpa that kind of influenced you and gave you your first comic, or was it something you found on your own? Um, no, I think that um, I can't remember who gave me the first one, but he used to take me to the, uh, a shop in Bloomfield, New Jersey, that we would go uh, to, and I get like you know, <laughs> one one comic per trip. But uh, and that's how I kind of that's one where I got all those Transformers comics, and so. That kind of spiraled out of control, and, and eventually, <laughs> as the like, comic collection does. Isn't it a problem? Once you get one, you can't stop. It's a, it's a whole other level of addiction. Cause it all yeah. depends what type of collector you are. are. You are you an investment collector? Are you a a? Uh, for me, I'm a completist. I have a problem. Like, okay, you know, if if, if there's a 25 issue run and I have six of the issues, okay, I have to finish the run. I have to. I, I have used to. I used to be more uh, uh, completionist, but now I've my like single issues I've kind of culled down to ones that hold sentimental value to me, and then ones that I like 
like to refer to. The only thing that I'm becoming a completionist about is I'm trying to gather up as much of a full run of the Miller Daredevil as I can Ooh, find, just because I think that looks uh, they look so much nicer in the like old comic form yeah. than they do in any of the trades that I've gotten. So. See, I get you there. I'm trying to do that with the Captain America Gruen War run. I actually okay. I'm missing very few, very few. I mean, a handful. To, you know, very small handful to have that complete run that he did because he was a legendary creator on that. And I love that run. And then my only other one, the uh, original Conan Marvel run. Okay. That's, that's a, a good tough one. To look for. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I, I had some of the keys. I got everything dark horse. I have everything current. I got some of the keys, you know, from the first one. But you know, to get the meat of it, that's the that's the mission and excuse of why am I bringing so many comic books home? <laughs> that's fair. <Yeah. laughs> now it's like it's like I just I, I just dig through back issues to find inspiring like random stuff. I don't even know what I'm looking for anymore. But it's just I'm the trying covers, to, right? Yeah. Well, like I. I uh, I was at the um, Ocean City Con in Delaware. A couple, I was in at Ocean City Con in Delaware like last at the beginning of December, and like I found this like Gil Kane, Doc Savage. Oh, cool! I grabbed the Mobius um, epic book. I, they had a, I found a bunch of Mobiuses, and they weren't moving, and so I was able to finagle a little deal, like kind <laughs> of. I found a bunch of, like, they had the two young blueberries, and then he had the, I just, nice. I was like, that's, that's the kind of weird, that's the stuff that I'm looking for, it's not weird, but. It's, I get um, it. But you see me, I, 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 I fall for this type of stuff. Is it here? Oh, yeah, here it goes. I fall for this stuff, I found this in 50 cents. Ah, oops. You remember these, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I find it fifty cents. Ignore that four dollars crap. I find it. Except for us, said four dollars, folks. He goes, no, no, fifty cents. Ignore that's, that. I said, word, hell yeah, man. That's always what you're, you're looking for—the deals, man. That's um, I'm yeah, looking for the good buys. Oh, or now, and I'm like, I found this um, indie shop. Um, who are if you're in Philadelphia, they they have a few copies of Ghost of the Carousel, but uh, Partners and Son. And it's like going to SPX, um, but in a comic book shop. And so I've been now going there occasionally. And they have a lot of really cool stuff that you just don't – I mean, you, you just don't find it elsewhere. Like, you don't find it in a normal comic book shop. So And that's um, nice. I appreciate stuff like that. I know there's one like that in New York, too, in, in, in the city, in, on the Lower East Side, I believe, around there. There's yeah, a, which a, shop a, was a, it? A, I forget the name right now. you got to pardon me, man. I know that yeah. they, they that was specifically – with indie, and they would only order Big Two for subscription. Like, yeah. whoever subscribed, that's it. Is it going to be on the shelf? No. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. business is business. You know, you're not going to say no to money. Yeah. But it's nice that they choose to celebrate indie as opposed to the Big Two in that particular shop. If I yeah. remember, I will send you the message. I will remember eventually. Okay. I'm just yeah. trying to remember if I ever went there. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I know it was in downtown all indie. So, um, all right, so here you're doing the school. So that really, did that really kind of inspire your creative journey, doing that stuff on Saturdays with the kids? Um, I think so, in some ways, yeah. I mean, I always was drawing. So, um, so I have kind of, you know, I, I, I didn't, um, 
you know, I didn't start trying to take comics more seriously as like trying to do them and publish them myself until uh, more recently. I colored some books at Boom uh, in 20, it's probably like 2014, 2015 now. I did a, I colored Dead dead Letters with um, Chris Visions through it, uh, which was, it was, it was cool. Um, I, I just, it was, it was a lot of time and it wasn't really what I wanted to do in comics. And then I drew a book called Indoctrination with um, Mike Morisi uh, around that time, 20, probably came out in 16 or 17. And uh, that came out through Z2. And, and at the time I definitely wasn't ready to do a monthly comic. <laughs> so I learned a lot of hard, hard lessons doing that. Uh and so it wasn't until really last year that I started kind of, you know, I've been always drawing, but I hadn't really put anything together again. And so last year I finally started getting back into it. Excellent. Or 2019, I guess, is when I started. And, and I've been producing pages and, and putting putting stories together. So how did you find those early opportunities there that is, you know, step in? I mean, who did you meet, man? You know, you know, uh, I work with this guy, this guy, ready? I mean, early <laughs> on, what's popping? Damn, how you got in? Uh, the, yeah. boom, the boom people reached out to me out of the blue. Uh, I just, really? I had my work on it. Yeah, I had my work oh. on a website, on my website. And, uh, you know, like I post, like, art semi-frequently um, to social media. But I, 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 I honestly don't, don't know they found my website. Um, huh. And so that was nice. Uh, and then, and then Mike, um, the colorist for Roche limit, uh, he was, got busy and he couldn't do the second volume of the book. So Mike reached out to me and I colored Roche limit volumes two and three, which was an image comic that, that, that he did. And, uh, and then we, we did indoctrination together because I really wanted to draw a book. And then, you know, he kind of, he, he, you know, to Mike's credit, he gave me a lot of heads up and tips and stuff how, how to avoid, like, screwing up deadlines, and I, I just, I didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> and uh, I it, I don't think the book was late, but the art, I'm not very proud of the art. I could have done, I, I just, I, I hadn't figured out a process yet, and it's, it's, um, drawing comics is a lot harder, especially on a monthly deadline, and especially when you add in, like, you know, if you're working, um, which I was and which I, you know, a steady job and which I still do is when you have a regular job and you're trying to hit a monthly deadline and you're, Ooh. you know, drawing and coloring the book yourself, it it's it takes a lot of time. And if you're not disciplined about it, um, it's you're not going to put out work that you're happy with. Um, and so now I'm I've kind of um, I, I'm, you know, ghost of the carousel I did on my own time and and I. Basically, when I pitched it to Dauntless, the book was was done. Um, I mean, I had I had like six pages left or something like that. But you know, yeah. the book was for for the most part it was done. It was done before we started selling it. So, um, you know, that's been that's my policy kind of going forward now is that if I'm gonna if I'm gonna sell a book, it needs to be done because I don't want to have to. I don't want to do a monthly deadline again. I don't want to do a monthly. You're I, done with that. You're done with that. I just, it doesn't work with your, with, you can't, I don't, I don't know how you can do it. Like if you have a job that's not just, if you're making comics full time, then absolutely you can do it. But if you're not, I, uh, yeah, it's so much. 
Especially this, I, I get you, man, because, you know, it, it's also life, you know, you got to live, too. It can't just be all about right. work. So, you know, it, it's work, it's work again. I mean, wh- when do you have time for you, too? Well, this is... Everything the, that, you know... <laughs> the, the nice thing, too, is that the, the comics that I'm making now are all, like, for me, which is nice. Like, hey, it's all so stuff that I just fun. wanted to get off my chest. Yeah, like, Ghost of the Carousel was pretty personal. And then I have another, I'm, like, 45... These are the layouts for the next book that I'm working geez, on. What a tease. He's like, you may see put them sideways. They may say, I'm a tease. Well, oh, they're, cra- they're layouts, so they don't look okay. great. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, this is the next, the next thing I'm working on. So There you are. Look at that. In your head, kiddo. Excellent, excellent. So, all right, I'm going to start showing off some pictures over here. You know, cool. Because, you know, I want to show off some, some of the artwork that you have from this amazing project. All right. There you go, man. They'll give you a door whammy there, because I know, I know you said, that picture's all, but then <laughs> do I miss that T-shirt. Yeah, Folks, uh, if you know where he could get this T-shirt. It, it was a walking, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a walking dead T-shirt. I, <laughs> I, I was, um, I guess I was a little thinner than it looks like. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about this cover, man. This is, this yeah. is fantastic, bro. Thank you. Um. Uh, I did this book in um, two. I drew it in two parts. Let me just get the ash um, Like I, I had initial initially it, in 2019. I thought, oh, I had produced this like little ash can version of it, which was the first. It was like the first 12 pages or whatever. You know, so close so that again. There, there you go. Yeah. So this is the uh, okay. ash can version, and so I put this thing together in 2019 and I was like, Oh, I'm going to go to the cons and I'm, you know, in 2020, like I hit SPX and I had it. Um, I was like, Oh, 2020, I'm going to go to cons and I have it. It'll be like a business card. Like it'll be very exciting. And then 2020 happened. There were no cons. Um, (laughs) but I had a lot more, I ended up deciding I had a lot more things to say and that's how I got to the, the full book is I added a lot more pages after that. But so, um, so COVID kind of helped out in the creative process, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I I Give I've been uh, producing so much more than I normally I think than I used to because I've had just a lot more to think about and a lot more ideas um, because of what's been going on in the world and everything. Man, and look at this, man. It's all about being in an upside down world, man. I think that's how yeah. most people feel. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and the, the I, I hope the book is something that you know people can kind of bring some of them themselves into it. So, and I want to thank you for going with that black and white look. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Obviously, as a Conan fan, Savage saw it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, I saw this and I was like, damn, homie's killing it. Thank you. Yeah, I I I, I certainly didn't want to color it. <laughs> Don't, if I can avoid coloring, I yeah. Uh, I do it. <laughs> it takes so long. Nah, but look at this. I mean, so you're doing everything—the lettering, the mm-hmm. art, the story. I mean, this is like, like I had stated, right? The one-man band. Yeah. So I mean, these are the um, original pages. Or ooh. Like, so oh. I I did the tones for the second half digitally because I just. I just I ran out of tones and I just the I just didn't feel like waiting to buy more so 
Um, these pages that you're showing are like I what I wanted to do is I wanted to make like a trailer for the book, and so yeah. I kind of cut and paste, cut up pages and panels together um, to try to kind of give uh, the reader like an idea of like okay, like what the full thing is about. Because if yeah. you just saw the first five pages, one my like drawing style changes. Um, after the first 12 because I yeah. draw the rest of the book with a brush and not... I, I ink it with a oh. brush and not with a nib, like with a pen. Well, so I want to make that choice within the, within the creation of the book. Um, I just... I started... Um, I think when I started the book, I was more... I don't know. I'm not sure. I, the second half, I just wanted to ink with a brush. I think it's because it was faster... And it was more. I wanted to have it be feel more like emotional, and okay. I think that the the pen line is a little like dead, and so the the brush line is way more um, like has a lot more life to it. I think more energy. On, on, yeah, on, on the page, for sure. That was sort of my that was my general concept. Yes. But it's still a beautiful art, homie. I mean, you can get and. Damn, look at that. And Diablo is right. Holy yeah. smokes, bro. I mean, where are you digging in for design? Um, that's it's you know, loosely based on the Jersey Devil. So yeah. or my conception of the Jersey Devil. As so. far as a Jersey <laughs> gonna bring in that Jersey monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um yeah, so that's that's sort of that's where all that comes from. So is this yeah. where the kind of story is about? Is it a Jersey Devil type-ish story? No. Why are, why are um, people going to get here? Explain, man. Explain a little bit. Why are uh, people going to be enjoying here in this wonderful, beautiful-looking book you got? It, it, I would say it's, um, uh, it, it's a book about uh, confronting your past demons and deciding what you want to do with them. Um, either you can let them drag you down or you can uh find a way to live with them and uh and escape so that's that's the gist of the book it's it's um uh yeah i mean it's a, it's meant to be i you know it, it my hope is that people can read it and put some of themselves into it it's um you know it's not a heavy dialogue book it's not a heavy plot book it's a uh, I think it's more of like a mood or an emotion, um, like a, it's like a feeling. Uh, so I would, I think that I was way, I was far more with this influenced and th thought about it way more as like an album than I did oh, I as like really? uh, like a story. So let me ask: sense. Is there a soundtrack in your head that you could think of that 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 maybe people could relate to here as they uh, read this story? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's the obvious touch points of like Springsteen, uh, you know, somewhere between Tunnel Keep of Love dirty. and the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. That's what I was listening to. Uh, uh, you know, there's the. You know, it's, it's going to be a cliche, but also like Sinatra's like a, like like um, uh, saloon albums, as he called them. It, so I mean, it's more supposed. I again, my sort of goal with it is it was meditative for me to draw it and to make it, and so my hope is that people reading it um, can also sort of exercise their demons by kind of going through it. Um, that's that's the lo very lofty goals for it, but um, 
you know, I I think th- I, I'm a big Paul Pope fan, like as for comics, and I love his work. And he often, I think, um, I, I've you know read a bunch of like interviews or articles by him, and and uh, you know that are in some of his books and whatever. And and I think he relates a lot of um, he has a whole theory about music and comics and. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that comics and music have in, have in common and, uh, and, and comics has a unique way of, of exploring some more abstract ideas with a mix of words and pictures and, and the way you kind of put a comic together that, you know, music does as well. And I think it's harder to do in something like a novel or, uh, or even a movie, it's harder to just make it like a mood because you can't just kind of like quickly kind of, you can't, you know, you can kind of pick up a comic and you can kind of flip through it in a rather quick fashion and experience it quickly in the same way that an album isn't necessarily like, it's not like a, uh, you know, you're not stuck there for two hours trying to watch it, you know? Yeah, at least we hope not. I mean, they do try to make those double albums nowadays. The people that have no business yeah. singing. <laughs> yeah, but they got, they got, you know, there's there's certain songs that I think that kind of give you, you know, you listen to certain some songs and they just transport you immediately. Um, yeah, I, I could hear that new um, album by by a homie, The Weeknd. It is yeah. a great, great album that, that does, you know, my wife said earlier, oh, he, he reminds me of an MJ, Justin, his style mm-hmm. with this and the music that he's bringing it. You know, and after listening it along with with her, I was like, "Oh man, you, yeah, man, I feel it." And then I'm starting to see the same commentary. I said, "That was a good album." And it would bring me back to when I was the kid enjoying the yeah. you know, old school MJ music when he was early on. You know, before before the the, the, the hair incident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I I don't know I I comics I think has a, have a special place like that too. You know, like they can transport you. Yeah, I love this. Well, I. I well, anytime I see an old comic, I'm always taken to my past. So I got, even yeah. with that, I got nostalgic. I remember holding that as a kid. And I actually have somewhere, I found the ones that you would put in a binder. Remember mm-hmm. those from, from the Marvel Universe? Exponate? So you could have this whole binder looking more pro. Yeah. I actually found a, a pack of sheets. I was like, ooh, this is so cool. So another goal maybe that I want to do, find all the sheets. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the fun thing. Like, like there are certain, like, comics that I have that, Oh, well, that's my copy, and I know because the cover fell off because I read it so many times. Like, that, you know, that's that's part of the nostalgia factor, too. I still got mine. My first comic is still over here. You know, yeah. but it is falling apart, but I have it, and I do. I did buy a, a new one. Just, mm-hmm. just, you know, like, yeah, when I found the clean copy, here it goes. This is how it used to look. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of, I got to, uh, I've been, I was thinking about that recently with the, Transformers Generation Two run where Dude, like, yeah. I I want to I, I need to replace a few like I need to get a couple clean copies because m- most of them are missing covers. Yeah, but do it, do it, man. You won't regret it when it's something like that you love. Uh, you won't regret it, man. You're gonna just be so happy, like you know, hey, it's it's your thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. I dig that. So. How did you hook up with Dauntless, though? And, and why put your book on Dauntless? Because the way that you're talking, it's like, yeah, I got the freedom. I got to have the time. I mean, you know, is that what Dauntless is? You know, allowing you some, some great time and, and freedom to work as an independent creator? Well, I have, um, I'll show a couple 
we're starting to tease it, so I don't mind showing the pages. But um, I'm working on another book that actually got uh, there. Um, that's Ooh, that's art that. oh, gonna come gorgeous. from uh, Dauntless as well. And so gorgeous. this one was actually um, Jesus. Uh, so that's your preview. Um, this one got. This one I'm working with a writer. Um, wow. Um, uh, Yoni Hogg. Uh, and wow. um, and so that got he. We talked to Dauntless about this that book, and um, it'll get announced soon. Um, and so I had Ghost of the Carousel already kind of done, and I was just debating what I, the heck I was going to do with it. And then so I just, I kind of, it was kind of, it was this way to thoughtless and see, like, hey, like, you know, I have this book that's done. I, you know, I want to get it out there. I would like people to be able to read it. Um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't really want to do a Kickstarter for it because I just didn't, I, I hadn't run one before, and I so much effort again you have a day job <laughs> yeah well and it's the, it, you know it is uh, it's going to be a pun but it's daunting to run a kickstarter for hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and well. so uh, uh, I didn't I didn't um, I didn't have the confidence to do that and but so I, I talked to Marcus and you've had him on your show right, haven't you yeah didn't you, you had him so. yeah and so I talked to Marcus um, about it and uh yeah, I just said, look, I got this book, Ghost of Carousel. It's done. If you if you if you want to do it, let's you know, I, yeah. you can publish it, and it'll be great. Um, uh, if you don't, fine. Um, but you know, it's done, and so that's it. I find that it, it, I think it helps a lot when you can say, well, like this thing's done, and it's going to happen whether you you're in whether you want to do it or someone else wants to do it. Like it's happening. Like I will put it out on my website at some point if if not. So, um, so when I, that that was kind of why so it was you know and marcus was very nice to work with and um i think it allowed for the two of us to also like you know to soft launch some stuff basically and to figure some things out um that's great man he had some great energy when we had him on Absolutely. yeah yeah so so um yeah so it's uh it was a nice learning process for the two of us. Um, I had to, I learned some pre-press stuff that I needed to figure out anyways and um, put put all those things into, um, you what know, What was your biggest put, lesson? What was your biggest lesson, you say? That you, that you, uh, something, you know, something that surprised you the most, like, shit, I didn't know. <laughs> well, this one, um, I learned a lot about fixing things up for print. Um, I, uh, I always screw up my formatting and so i finally figured that out which was really okay. is really helpful um the other thing too is i do think I, I i think i rushed the ending of the book um like i think if i if this when this hopefully you know knock on wood this print run sells out um maybe the next print run i'll add a few more pages to it <laughs> um i uh, I don't tell me. Don't tell me you have the the the, uh, the the director's cut too hiding somewhere. There. It's not hiding anywhere, but I like <laughs> I, I, I think about it. Um, I guess the the other thing um, that I, I think that I, I I learned was again, it's like this is the longest thing I've done since I did indoctrination, and that was spread out over a number of months. 
And so, like, um, you know, it's it is. I think making a comic is like it's it's a uh, you know you kind of got to work yourself up to like different page lengths. And so I did a comic with Doug Wood in 2020 called Leap M that was like a 24 pages that we did a Kickstarter for, and so that's at the printer now. Um, was that your like, first experience in a Kickstarter? Yeah, and so we ran that Kickstarter uh, in November. So that was that was cool. So now I feel like I I broke broke that, so I can I can do that now if I want to. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. So but anyway, so like doing completing Ghost of the Carousel was double the length of Leap M, and so the next thing that I'm working on now is double the length of Ghost of the Carousel. And so like oh. every time it's like reaching that like you know. So like this is forty, I think it was like forty-five pages. Okay. Um, and then now I'm up to like forty-eight pages on this project. Ooh. And ooh. so, but it it's taken me to to lay out the forty-eight pages of this project has gone quicker than the forty-eight pages of this, if that makes sense. I understand you're getting more comfortable in your craft. So you yeah, know, as, as you do that and you're getting used to, and, and without having that heavy deadline and doing something you actually enjoy doing. You know, you're putting, you know, the best part of yourself in it. Yeah. You, know, you could fall asleep and it's going to be all by itself just going, you know what I mean? Just yeah, like moving. basically. <laughs> and the gremlin, <laughs> who drew that? That looks so great. Oh, man. Uh, that's great, though. You are an amazing artist, man. Thank you. Writer. I mean, for you to take on, you know, all these tasks as a creator, thank you, bro. Thank you for sharing Thanks. that, man, of yourself and being brave like that, you know? It's a Thanks. daunting task, like you said, no pun intended, to, to <laughs> take on to take on all these different roles as the creator. But here you are, and having what I believe is great success today, because this book looks gorgeous. Thanks. You know, and I can't make people put their hands on it. And look what you're already talking about. You got more coming, and mm-hmm. just those teasers alone, people. Did you not see that that crack? The, the uh, next, the next one will be. I the next Dauntless book should be announced sometime. Like I think we're aiming for March, April. Okay. Um, so people should sign up for their email list for that. Uh, yes, 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 so, yes. So, it, so um, they go right there to Dauntless Stories, right? And, and while mm-hmm. they're checking out Ghost of the Carousel, yeah, they'll go ahead and, and most likely you know sign up for the newsletter on the homepage, right? Right, for sure. And I mean, you could just. When you when you buy Ghost of the Carousel, you can just sign up for the newsletter too. I think. There you go. Just <laughs> buy it, sign up, get all the goodies. Absolute hell yeah, yo! You guys won't regret it. I mean, the, the book it, is gorgeous by an amazing one man band. And the next book's gonna be in color too, which I'm. Oh oh yeah, oh shit! So. Are you coloring? Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm coloring it, and I'm. You're doing it. Oh shit! I'm dreading that, but it's gonna happen. But what what made you want to go that route? Was that a personal uh, decision or? A no, I think decision? it. I think I think for the book, it needs to be in color. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. there's there's things there's things that like um, scenes wise and stuff that I just I I think it adds a dimension that it needs. Um, the the other. So this is the other personal project that I'm doing, and that's going to be in black and white. So okay, so okay, great, great. You still balance things out. <laughs> like, please, all right, got you, got you. Two yeah. black and white, one color, that's enough. All right, mm-hmm. then another three black and white, then one color, then another four yeah. black and white, then one color. Just you space know. them out. <laughs> and then, God, you know, God willing, I find a colorist someday. 
Hey, it's going <laughs> to happen. But, yeah, listen, with these type of creation and the work you're going to about to bring to the world, Everybody's gonna be knocking at you. Those like, yo, can I be on Team MB? <laughs> oh yeah, yo, it's gonna happen. I see it, you know. And then you know you're working with a great publisher right now with Dawnless. I see what yeah. he's doing. I love it when these independent, you know, presses come out, but they actually care. Cause he definitely showed that when I had him on. They yeah, he, de- he he definitely does. And um, you know, it's I I I think that it's you know it's a building process. So we just kind of start. I think everything at Dauntless has just started essentially. So um, it'll be interesting to see where everything is at at the end of a, this year. Um, because it's, I think it all, it all just kind of, it's going to snowball, which is going to be nice. Yeah. So before we go, two last questions. First mm-hmm. up, 2022 is here. Any appearances by you anywhere? Do you have any plans to attend any conventions in your area? Uh, none that I know of yet. I, I, I would like to. I had a great time at the Ocean City Con in Dell in Maryland, um, at in December. Um, that was a lot of fun. Nice, um, nice. Was it packed? Uh, like it was busy, but like they did a nice job of um, moving people through. Like it never felt super crowded, and they kept the the lanes were all pretty. Like it was nice because that what happened was all the sort of like COVID protocols they decided to adopt ended up making the actual like being at the con more pleasant because people just had a little lot more room. To, to roam a bit like like the lanes, the lanes were wider you know like I I, I, I you know uh, I did New York City Con a number of years ago and I used to go like every year when I lived up there um, and it was like always like hurting cat like it it was always a nightmare walking around and you're walking like this with your book bag yeah and the bags is like yo is that a con box there let's start steering <laughs> let's start steering you know it, <laughs> I, like oh, horrible I know I trust so me, I know. that was fun I'd, but I'd like to um I'd like to do more shows this year but I guess we'll see sort of what what shows go on are going on and when I don't know what's in my area I don't know. Things we'll are see. coming. Things are coming, man. You know, Big Apple Con for sure. I know that you know they they uh-huh. do that. That's a, a little something, but hopefully we will get a bigger show where you could really you know uh, showcase. I, I know last year Partners and Sons did like a, a small press kind of expo type of thing in Philly, oh. which I'm hoping to do this year. Ooh, um, interesting. And so just, I'd like to do more like things that are easy, easy like. Within, within a quick drive from home. I don't want to deal home. with too many people and clubs. Well, I don't want to go deal with too much travel is really the thing. <laughs> I get it, man. I'm, it's scary nowadays. I, I don't blame you. So, well, um, not it's just it's just traveling with books is a pain, man. Well, you're telling me as well. Yeah. I, saw, I saw most of my collection. I used to oh, buy it and move like fifty, sixty long boxes. Oh, that's and a nightmare. Thought, oh, yeah, for me and my back. Uh, so that's anybody look at me, that's your shit to do. I'm like, oh, wow, no one's going to help me? Yeah, yeah, suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I got rid of most of that. Like I said, I have very little from what I am actually keeping and what I'm yeah. still trying to get rid of. Um, do you have any pieces of advice for creators? I mean, you've had a journey already, man, you know, working with some cool publishers and here being creative on your own and now even more coming. What type of advice can you give, you know, creators in that type of, you know, space now where they start to, you know, hit the ground running? Um, my my general advice, and I don't 
well, I don't know that everyone likes it, but my usual advice is find something that you enjoy doing for like work and make time in your life to create. And it's way more freeing that way. Like, I think that if you put all your eggs into making comics your career, it can probably be, it can be really difficult. Um, but if what you're, want to do is you want to tell your own stories or if you want to just create for your own purposes I think that it's much better to 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 put what you're really passionate about out into the world and you will you'll find a lot more success that way and I can't it you know you can't be guaranteed that's going to be financial success but I think you'll be much happier with what you put out um you know I uh However, if you do want to try to make a career of it, know that it's a ton of work. Um, it's not it's not easy. Uh, deadlines are real and they suck. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, uh, I think it helps a lot to do some small projects of your own before you do anything else because it allows you, and this is a hard lesson that I learned, is but, like, when I did indoctrination, like, I couldn't even decide like oh am I doing this traditionally or digitally like and so I kept flipping back and forth between the two which was a nightmare um for like for plenty of reasons but like it also makes it look disjointed um and so like I think that producing some short stuff for yourself and working out all of those um problems before you try to do anything where anyone else is relying on you is a smart thing to do Mm. There so, you go. That's prep. that's my general thought. Prep like Batman would, yeah. and be ready mm-hmm. ahead of time. Get her done. Yeah, right? and make stuff that you like. Like don't don't try to guess whatever someone else wants because you'll never you're never gonna figure it out. Exactly, man. Because if you don't bring who you are from the beginning, they're gonna they, they think it's something else. You're never like you say gonna be happy. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Do what you love. Because that's you know it's gonna really show best you know and how you especially when you present yeah you know ain't that the truth I love it man I'm digging it bro so I want everybody to visit Matt's website all right fire stuff over here man are you taking commissions by chance or do you just um just do book do you do I I I took commissions for the Leap M Kickstarter. I have to finish a couple up. I do, I mean, like, I, I will take them. Um, okay. If people want to email me, that's great. Uh, or they can DM me on social media, whatever, that works. Um, and usually if I post any fan art, like, that stuff is totally available for sale. But it I, is. Oh. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, I have a... Like just a flat file over here that all of that just goes into never to be seen again. So um <laughs> if if I ever post anything that's um fan art, uh unless if someone else has already spoken for it, it's it's a hundred percent available for sale. Well, you, you hear it? And what's the typical size of the pictures you do for fan art? Uh most of that stuff is nine by twelve. Do you hear that? Although I might be out of nine by twelve paper soon, so it might they might be switching over to eleven by fourteen. Oh man, check that out! Oh, so even bigger. You're gonna get everybody else jealous. And, and, and okay, so just this one more question then. Yeah. Is there is there any particular character you like drawing? Um, not not. Pretty- 
particularly. I like, um, you know, mostly characters that I've, I, I read uh, are like, or that I have some sort of affinity for. Uh, the Punisher, um, I don't like draw, like I like Daredevil a lot, but I, I, I don't draw a good Daredevil, I don't think. Um, the Turtles are fun to draw. Um, I did a, uh, I did a pretty. I did a Godzilla recently that I really liked. Um, that was the commission. It's. I don't know where it is. Um, what else did I do? Um, that was good. I don't know. I. 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 I any range of things, but. Um, you know, I, I, anything like the like I, I like Batman, but um, to draw Batman, the question. Uh, any sort of Miller characters are good. Um, yeah, I love the like a Ditko Spider-Man. I'm a mm. I'm a I'm a big Ditko fan. I like his his work as well. So. Well, yeah, man, his stuff was wild. Loved it. Yeah, loved it. it was very imaginative. <laughs> sure. I oh, I did a Doctor Strange that I was very happy with. That I think sold. I, I think I sold that one. Um, but yeah, that I that, all sorts of stuff. I'm I'm pretty open. Um. There you go. You hear it, folks? They want yeah. some OG work and stuff, but what you got to be aware of is looking for this wonderful story on DauntlessStories.com. Uh, Ghost of the Carousel, available now. <laughs> right, what's the price point on that, baby? Uh, It's $8. Um, Look at that. Well, yeah, okay. and Please, it's, it's over, I mean, it's oversized, so it's... Um, oh, I see it on that black big. label size, right? Yeah, and so, I mean, it's it's basically at the same size as the artwork. The artwork was all oh, 9 damn. by 12, so... Oh, wow, it, look at it that. It actually might be bigger than the art. So it's almost an artist edition. <laughs> oh, man, gorgeous, gorgeous. You see that, folks? Are you going to get eight bucks? You can't you can't lose there, all right? So, you know, beg your comic shop and get this, but, you know, go to Dauntless right now and get your copy. Right yep. now, sign up to that mailing list. You won't regret it because they do have a lot of wonderful projects. And everybody tease you on some of that good stuff. Please follow Matt also on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Matt J Bat, which is Matt Double T J B A Double T. All right, and that website again, again, you can hit him up there as well. If you're interested in the type of commissions, but take a look at his work and become an instant fan like I did. Matt, thank you so much for joining me today and chit-chatting and celebrating and, and talking about the greatness of, of your project and this fantastic book, bro. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was uh, really great, and I appreciate all you're doing for uh, small comics. It's it's awesome. Nah, man, that's what we're here for. Comic Crusaders, man. Crusading for the best. Crusading for independent. Let's get it done. That's right. So, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Much love. I'm out, man. Until la próxima. Later. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 